This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so thrilled to have Sarah Roberts today. Sarah is the wife of Chris Roberts, assistant football coach at Whitewater High School in Fayetteville, Georgia. Thank you so much for being a part of us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, it's really, truly an honor to have, to be on here. And so thanks for having me, Kristen. Absolutely. Okay, so I just finished one of the best, if not the absolute best devotionals I've ever read. It's called Just Ask. And I flipped over the back of it. Um, and you're the author and the director of the Women's Ministry at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Tell me about what you do and who you support on a daily basis and all that, how all this played into this book you have just written. I don't know, how how long has the book been out, actually? That's a a great question. Like a ton of questions in one. I know there's the second, it's the second one that that we wrote or that I wrote. So I'm not, I don't even remember what year that one came out. So maybe, maybe four or five years ago is probably when it came out. Um, But I actually got into the ministry of FCA in 2003 and um, as the director of women's ministry for Oklahoma. And it was so exciting to me to serve in the very ministry that led me to my relationship with Jesus. That excited me and I, and I get passionate about it because I'm such a, I'm a product of it. And so I've had the privilege and honor within FCA to serve female athletes, female coaches and coaches spouses. And we do this with, I, I do this with chapels, Bible studies, building relationships, um, really truly being a pastor to these women of sports. And I cannot imagine doing anything else. There's that quote that says, if you um, do what you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly tell you, I've never felt like I've worked a day in my life. I love it that wow. much. Oh, you can tell. You can tell in the way you write the book. I'm reading that. I think it's so neat how it's structured. The book Just Ask. Um, I think it's a topic followed by you know, your analysis and take on things and then a coach's wife, personal example, where did you get this idea and just how did it come to fruition? It really came from my journal. And I, I I like to say that um, reading and, and studying God's word is my passion. Teaching it is my gift, but living it is my calling. And so anytime I, I am, I'm reading God's word and, and I love doing character studies of the Bible. So I, I love um, learning lessons because I believe every story in God's word is teaching us how to get through ours. And so if there was a principle in somebody's story, like for instance, I remember studying Samson and I remember writing down in my journal God-given talent can be ruined by man-made pride, just Mm. ask Samson. Mm. And my journals were filled with these just ask um, quotes, in a sense, that I I got from 
from learning and, and studying the word. And, and I know I was, I was just telling you that I also learned that Jesus was so good, even though he was the answer and he had all the answers, he was so good to get to the heart of anybody. He asked the right questions. Mm. And, and I love asking questions. I love diving deeper and I love sharing people's stories. Jesus was such a master storyteller and I love sharing people's stories. And so as I was reading my devotionals um, or reading my journal, rather, I, it just, I don't know. I, I pitched it to my husband and I said, what, what do you think about a devotional aspect of pairing um, God's word with personal testimony? And, and he said, it's actually biblical hmm. in, in revelation. It says it, it's, we overcome, we triumph by the power of the lamb and, and the word of our testimony. Hmm. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to pray about it. And that's how just ask was created. And we have seen God use it to encourage wives just like you. And it, it just, it warms my heart that um, he is using it in such a big way. Well, I'll tell you, Caitlin Rowley from Oklahoma sent it to me in a couple extra copies, and I started reading through it, and I started crying. I mean, just some of the, you tackle the deep, the tough questions, the tough things that we all go through, and I just remember reading, I was at a point in my life where I needed to read something two or three times, <laughs> where like, the, yep, that one's the one, the one I need, read through it, just that personal, your, the, the examples of you know, what's given there with some of the wives and how open and honest they are was so refreshing. Um, it was just, I have done a lot of these podcasts and I never usually come on here and promote someone's book like this, but I'm telling you when something jives with you, you just need to get out and tell somebody. So here I am. Um, uh, you know, I just, I just need to just get a copy. I'm going to say it again at the end and how to do it. But, um, well, I just so loved glad. it. And I'm, I'm just, so it struck a chord with me at a time that I needed it. And I feel like there's a lot of women out there right now who need that encouragement. Um, there's so mm. much going on with the pandemic. There's so much uncertainty with salaries and different levels of football that I'm telling you, there's some examples and there's some scripture in there that'll just, you know, put a fire back in you and just, refocus. So I just loved it. And I said, we've got to be on this podcast, but um, I'm going to tell you. Have, yes. I'm yes. So glad. We want people to know when they read it is it makes you feel like you're not alone. Exactly. Because, because we have a, an enemy who loves to make us think that we're the only ones who don't have it together. Mm -hmm. We're the only ones who don't have the perfect family. We're the only ones who doesn't have the perfect marriage. And I, I, I wanted to bring the real to the to the coaching family that everybody may see the glory of the coaching family but can we share the story behind the coaching family yes and i i'm so glad that sharing these women's stories and sharing you know you you get to see a lot of my personal um testimony really in in some of the devotions that you're not alone mm -hmm. nobody should feel that way. And, and I, and I, and I'm so glad that it struck a chord with you. Um, and I hope it does to, to others as well. I know it will. Okay. I'm going to ask you some tough questions. I want to know where you grew up and did you ever see yourself in this role? You know, um, I grew up in the Oklahoma panhandle. 
So literally in Turpin, Oklahoma is the town. There was no grocery store. There was no stoplight. The the closest grocery store or anything was literally in a different state in Kansas. So we seriously, um, (laughs) so to think that growing up in Turpin and now living in Atlanta, Georgia, doing what God has called me to do, no, never in a million years did I ever think that I would be in this place doing this role. I wake up and, and I, no, I still can't believe it myself, really, to be honest. Take me through your coaching stops. How did you land in the Peach State? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure how long you have <laughs> on the podcast when it comes to you. I mean, you guys know we, we've been, we really have been throughout a lot of the state of Oklahoma, but really it was my job through FCA that led us to the peach state. And so, um, which was, it was an awesome opportunity because, you know, I had followed my husband in so many different schools and this opportunity came up with FCA to come to Atlanta and my husband said, it's time for me to follow you now. And um, so we moved our entire family across the country here. And he got a a coaching job here with a staff that we absolutely love. And um, yeah, that that's how we landed and became a Georgia peach. Wow. I love it. Love it. Okay. So how did you meet Chris Roberts? Let's go to that story. (laughs) Okay, I this is probably one of um, our favorite stories is we have the same kindergarten teacher. Like I no. literally have known Chris Roberts my entire life. He grew up in that same small town. My dad was one of his football coaches. I have a journal entry of my diary from the sixth grade that said, I am so in love with Chris Roberts, but he doesn't even know I'm alive, even though there was literally 32 people in our class. Um, <laughs> oh so, yeah, I, I have known him since kindergarten our entire life. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So when did you get married? So we got married, I was 20 and he was 21. So it okay. was, um, right after our junior year in college that we got married. So we were young. Oh goodness. We were, we were super young. Yeah. And what college was that? We graduated from Southwestern Oklahoma state university. Yes. He played football and baseball. there. Yes. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we went to school. And I started out at, I played basketball at Oklahoma City University. Mm-hmm. And then when we um, got engaged, I transferred to Southwestern wow. and um, finished up with him there. That's incredible. And then you have kids, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> that is a, that's a whole nother experience is telling you about my children. <laughs> so we have we, we have a total of five. Um, so our oldest is 22. And then we have a 16-year-old. And we have a 14-year-old and two 11-year-olds. Wow. You stay very busy. <laughs> but 
little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, so I've got some game day questions for you. Headed to the okay, Friday night lights in the Peach State. Okay, is this year one or year two for you? Um, in, in Georgia. Georgia? Mm-hmm. This is actually year four. Oh, year us. four. Okay. All right. So what's yeah. a home game look like for you? Let's say in a non-pandemic world. So what time do you get to the stadium? This is a, um, a, a newer experience because our 16-year-old is now playing high school football. Oh. So this is, this is fun to be able to um, – so I'm not only the wife of a coach, but the mom of a player. And so um, – but – um, and, and, you know, my one eleven year old is a ball boy. So it's really a family e- event. And so of, of course, Friday night lights is seven thirty. Um, but anytime we can, we love to go to dinner with the other coaches, families before the home game prior to, and then we all go to the game together. Oh, um, and of course, sit at the very top where nobody is behind us so that we can't hear anybody. <laughs> um, and that is really our game day ritual. And um, yes, that's, that's what we do. And we love every minute of it. Do you go to away games as well? I guess being the mom, you don't want to miss a beat. You do. Yeah, there is, there is, there's not a game that we have missed. And, and I know there's so many wives that can attest to this. I remember, um, being pregnant or we we gave birth to two of our kids during a football season. <laughs> We've given birth on a Friday and we were the game the next Friday. Oh my gosh. That's just kind of what we do. We, we, we load up the car, we go away. We, we go to all of them. Um, we like to say that, you know, coaching just isn't his job, but we are a coaching family. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're going to go and be a part of anything and everything that we are able to do. So I can tell you're a pretty busy woman. I know you have your own podcast. You have five children. You're working for FCA. How do you balance this intense work schedule and being a coach's wife? What do you, what are some tips for us out there? Well, I, sometimes it's not very well. I don't, <laughs> just, sometimes I just don't balance it very well. And, and balance is an illusion. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen very well. And so my thing, my key word when it comes to all of that is intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be intentional as a mom. I want to be intentional as a wife. I want to be intentional in ministry. And so um, and, and to be honest with you, I went through a period where I had no idea what mm-hmm. I was doing. Um, and and I, I'm not a type A personality. Um, and it doesn't come natural me, to, for me to just be so organized and on top of things. It's just not. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, somebody um, gifted, um, which is a whole different story that we might get into a little bit later, when we took in two kids. Um, somebody gifted me a going to a time management counselor for a year. Oh, wow. And I literally went to this woman once a month for a year and she showed me how to time manage, how to energy manage and, and really taught me that time management was a choice management. Mm -hmm. And she, she took me through all of that and it was the best present I think anybody has ever 
gifted me at. And so, yeah, that, that, um, Shout out to Marlene. Marlene, I'm <laughs> fixing to call you. <laughs> I know, teaching, teaching me and showing me the way of, I remember her saying to me, Sarah, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. Mm. And I, I, that was huge for me that um, um, it, it was just, it was big. And I remember reading and during that time, I read an article and it was, I don't even remember really what the article was about, but I remember the very last line of it. And it said this, it said, um, we as women are told we can do anything. We hear we have to do everything. Hmm. And I remember reading that and remembering Marlene's words going, okay, I don't have to do everything hmm. right now. I, my house doesn't have to be clean right now. Hmm. I, I don't have to, you know, be at this place, at, you know, all the time. And, and I don't have to be everything to everybody all the time right now. Hmm. And I think giving yourself grace mm-hmm. in that goes a long, long way. We as women, we suck at that. Let's just yeah. be honest. We, yeah. we, we are not very good at giving ourselves grace. Mm-mm. Um, and in that, I, I've, I've learned how to do that. Wow. Or should I say learning? Yeah. Wow, that's really, really good. Don't have to do everything at one time. I mean, I, that's what we're all trying yeah. to do. And it's impossible. And then you feel this impossible. incredible guilt when you let one thing go. Like I have nine, in, nine feet of laundry. <laughs> and I yeah. think I'm not that yeah. great of a person because we live out of these baskets. <laughs> you know, but it's... Yeah, I know. And the scheme of it all is laundry that important. I don't know, you know, and, and uh, that's, that's good. I mean, to give yourself grace to go, Hey, you know what? It's a tough season we're in. It's okay to have right. some unfolded laundry. Absolutely. And, and I remember somebody t- asking me, they were like, what is your, what is, what, what is your greatest gift or achievement or whatever? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I have the record for the amount of times I have washed one load of laundry um, before putting it in the dryer because it went sour. Because I, 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 it was 12. I have washed one load of laundry 12 times because it went sour before I was able. And so I'm pretty sure I have that world record. So I, I, I take pride in that as my greatest accomplishment right now. <laughs> where have you been all my life like you are awesome <laughs> I feel like we have to be the same person that's incredible <laughs> well you're much better at all this but oh my word that's that's so, that's so oh that's awesome okay so as you know firsthand there's hills there's valleys there's you counsel women through these times um, mm. has there been a tough time in, in your life that you've had to walk through or just adversity or just challenges? What did you rely on to get through those moments? Oh, I, absolutely. I, there, I, I would probably say, um, it would have been six years ago and, um, we had been asked by, um, one of our my husband, he used to, he, he was a head coach, um, you know, at a high school in Oklahoma city and 
one of his players' dad had passed away when he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And then his mom became terminally ill mm-hmm. as well. And she brought us in and she said, if, if I were to pass, um, can he live with you? He, he would like to live with you. And, and of course, we, we, we wanted to. We, we love these kids mm-hmm. like they're our own. We just do. And um, we were hoping she, she, has, she had an autoimmune. And so um, she had scleroderma. And so we were hoping that, you know, she would make it through, you know, his high school career. And then, you know, we would be the place that he would come home. And so we decided to take, you know, foster care classes just to equip ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, we got, after we completed, we actually got a phone call that said um, they had a five-year-old little boy and would we, we would be willing to foster. And him and, and and you know what we said we prayed about it and we were in in church actually over Christmas break and we heard a sermon that said um don't question what God is asking you to do fear not for what God is asking you to do and it was all about Mary and what God was asking her to do to give birth to the Christ child and we just felt so strongly that God was, was calling us to go ahead and, and foster this little boy. And um, so we did. And two weeks later, um, Christian, the player's mom, ended up passing away as well. Wow. And so within that, that first football season that we went from – three biological kids to mm. five kids and two of them came from dear, very different mm. situations, but equally broken. Mm. And that was some of the hardest that we had to navigate because now my husband is navigating through now he's parenting a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we are trying to navigate through all of that. And, and I am telling you, that was some of the hardest mm-hmm. times of our life that I sat in my bedroom closet crying many, many times and mm. um, thinking, okay, God, I, I can't, I can't do this. Right. And I would cry that out. And over and over, I felt like he said, you can't, but I can mm. My grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. And I, I over and over and over, he, he would share that with us. And, and, and that's how we got it through, how, how, we, how we got through that was, was ob- obviously, you know, sweet Jesus. He got us through, number one. And number two, our people, mm. our people in our life that God put around us to give us a time management counselor, um, people that just were a constant blessing to us. When it says two is better than one, for if one falls down, he has someone to pick him up, but pity the man who falls down and has no one to pick him up. Mm. Holy cow, we had people picking us up in every way possible. And, And I will forever be grateful for the people that God surrounded us with to help us through some of the toughest moments um, there in that, that, that first year. 
mm. that we navigated through that. Wow. I think when you're, when you describe that, of course, I'm tearing up. You said a, a verse that has stuck out through our journey with my daughter Landry, their special needs is my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I've told the Lord that verse feels like it's not quite enough in the natural mm-hmm. for a minute. Like my grace is sufficient. Doesn't mean you have tomorrow's grace. You have just enough for today. Yeah, You don't get tomorrow's blessing right now. Right. But he's there oh, and good. he yeah. carries you today. Can you make it to three o'clock? Yes, I can make it to three o'clock because God has right. me today. And those people were standing beside you and holding you up. I just, what a picture, what a picture of his grace, sufficient um, in those moments that you couldn't make it along, you know, and that you couldn't do it in your power and you don't know how you got through it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, mean you I, just... I look back at that first year and I, I'm like, I, I really don't, I, I don't know how we got through it except for mm. God and mm-hmm. his people. I, I just, I, I, that's the only, the only way, the only way. Don't you love the people that are sensitive to his voice, that their mm. calling is to go, she needs that today. I didn't really think about those mm. people because I'm more of one of those doers, but there's people he has put to go, you know what? She needs Starbucks dropped off today. You know, and he, don't you love the people that, Hey, this is what they need today. I just, it's, it opened my mind to people who give and serve without expecting anything in return. I just, I just love it. I love the people that you describe who are in your corner and and God uses those people all over the country. He does. And and then like he used like our football family. If people don't understand how much the team can be family, Mm -hmm. I mean, Literally, we had the parents of all the players had Christian, our oldest, moved out of his house into our house by the time we got home from the hospital. Mm. Like they, they had literally just the team, the, the football team and the, and the football team's parents wow. had everything, his room set up, his everything wow. by the time we got home. And it's just wow, I still, again, I still feel it Mm. six years later. Wow. I still feel the love that people have, the love Mm -hmm. that people gave. Um, and they, the love that they showed and it Mm -hmm. only was because I, I mean, I, like what you said, they were sensitive to hearing Mm -hmm. God's prompting and calling and voice. So yeah. Yeah. It obviously has changed you. It's seen, you've seen more of God than than you did before possibly, right? You've seen him in a unique way. How has it changed you? I think it, I think it changed me because to be honest with you, life before that just seemed easy. Mm. It did. It, it, And this showed me that life with Jesus didn't mean the end of problems. Mm-hmm. It, mean, it meant the end of facing problems alone. 
some of our lowest times, I never felt alone. And there was something there that completely changed me to, I believed in Jesus. I believed he was as he was. But I went from believing in him to believing him. Mm -hmm. Every word that he said, every Mm -hmm. promise that he made, I went from believing in him to believing him. Powerful. And and it's changed the trajectory of of the ministry, of our family, of of my relationship with the Lord personally. personally, Completely changed me. Powerful. This is your... What year of being a coach's wife? How many years have you been a coach's wife? So um, we've been married for 22, but um, we were still in college. So this is our 20th year, 20 my 20th year. year of being a coach's wife. Okay. So what advice would you give to that first year coach's wife? Oh, I just want to hug her. I know. <laughs> I just want to. That's what I, that's the first thing I yes, want to do. Yes, you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> it's okay. You will make it. You will figure this out. You will. That, that's, that's the first thing I want to do. I just want to hold her little hand, her face in my hands and just look in her eyes and, and tell her that she, she's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And the second thing I would say is, be a part of everything he's doing. Amen. Make it, make it not just his job, but make it part of what you get to do together. Be, if you get to go to practice, go to practice. Mm. If, if he is watching film, ask him, you know, what are you doing here? There, there are so many different ways to get into what he is doing mm-hmm. that I am telling you will grow your marriage faster than anything else. If yes. you're willing to step in, even if you know nothing about the game, mm-hmm. if you're willing to step in and learn and be a part of what he's doing, yes. just do it. Oh, yes. do it. You won't regret it. Great, great advice. Even if during COVID I have learned that there's a lot of things that we can't be at or not allowed to go into anymore, but you know what you can do? I like, I just thought of this while you were saying this, you can memorize a roster. You can memorize players names. He's recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you that right there, if you're asking specific questions <laughs> that, you know, that really touches them, you know, it really, really does. So you have a podcast called huddle up and I can't wait to start downloading and listening to this thing. What are some of the few questions and challenges you hear from coaches' wives on that? And I mean, some of the ta- I guess some of the issues you tackle and, and advice you hear on that. One of the reasons why we started this is because we wanted to ask coaches and their families questions that we're still learning as a coach's um, family. Like we, like one of the things that we loved, um, we had Patrick and Kristen Nix on. Um, with Auburn and, and oh, their son Bo is the starting quarterback there. And of course, Patrick played there at Auburn and now his son Bo is playing. And we wanted to know, you know, Bo played for him, Patrick in high school. And some of the things that we wanted to know was how was it that, that you 
coached your son. And, and Krista, how did you navigate of being the starting quarterback's mom as well as the coach's wife in the stance? Those are some of the things that, that as our kids get older that we wanted to know the answers to. And um, like one of them, we wanted to know about travel ball. Like, mm-hmm. do you let your kids, at what age did you let your kids travel uh, with the sport that they love? Um, we love asking questions that we ourselves are wanting to know the answers to. And so those are some of the things that we have tackled. And of course, the never ending, how do you connect as a family mm-hmm. during sports season? How do you stay connected in your marriage in your sports season. And so those are some of the things that we love to ask because we want to know the answers to as well. Well, I'm going to be downloading. I love this. So there's a lot of pressure in this business as you hear about, as you know, firsthand. Um, are there a handful of things that you remind your husband of during those tough days? I remember specifically um, there was a there was a, a tough season that we had when he was a head coach um, in Oklahoma, and there was a tough season and, and really a game that he was beating himself up over. Just, yeah. I mean, beating himself up because that's what our husbands do. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody that can be harder on our husbands than they are on themselves. Mm-hmm. And he, this particular game, he was so hard on himself. And I just remember saying to him, if you're willing to take all the blame for the losses, then you're more likely to take all the credit for the wins. Mm. So let's ease up on, you know, tearing yourself down this much. Do what you can do Mm -hmm. and trust God to do what you cannot do. I mean, that's, that is the, the constant that I, I feel like I have to remind him of is it doesn't, I know it seems like it, but it doesn't fall on your shoulders a hundred percent of the time. Wow. That's good. So that, that has, that, that's probably some of the um, truth that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's got. Um and we have a thing also when it comes to, and we got this from our pastor and we, from our kids playing to my husband coaching, we, we constantly say every praise or every win or victory that we don't turn into praise has potential to turn into pride. Mm. So we are going to give praise where praise is due after every win, after every victory whether it's our kids' games or my husband's games. And that, that's kind of a, a, kind of a thing that we do. We have a song that we play um, that, that kind of gives God the glory after big wins. And so that, that's something that we do as, as what we call Team Robert. I like it. Okay, I would imagine there's a lot of women out there that have been in one of your Bible studies and on your staff that would name you as a mentor, a coach's wife mentor. Do you have a coach's wife mentor out there? You know, I, I feel like I've had, you know, a lot through the past 20 years. 
And the first one I would say without a shadow of a doubt was my mom. Mm. My, my dad coached basketball for 35 years. Wow. And I, so I grew up in a coach's house my entire life. I mean, I literally lived in the coach's house my entire life. <laughs> you really, really have. <laughs> and my mom, she has got to be looking back the most graceful coach's wife in the stands I, I could ever remember. Without a doubt, my mom was a rock star. And I remember our first head coach that we were under, his wife, her name was Jerry Kokenauer. And she has since passed away, but I saw how she loved her husband and the staff so well. Mm. And then, of course, Carolyn Allen, there is, her husband is, is Randy Allen there at Highland Park in Texas mm. um, and wrote the book, Coach's Wife. And her and I ended up being at a, at a coach's clinic at a wives event next to each other. And, of course, just hit it off. And she helped me through so much as a coach's wife and and right now I would say Christine Donovan is Mm -hmm. who is pouring into me right now um as a as a coach's wife and I mean she's still a coach's wife but her kids are all out but she is constantly checking on me in the season um how how am I doing as a mom how am I doing as a wife and so I, I think I can't even say one. Um, God has placed so many, and those are just four that I could think of right now that um, has completely given me life, given me life-giving words, and and mentored mentored me through this entire coach's wife life. What are some of the things you've enjoyed doing with the wives on these staffs you've been a part of? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean – tailgates are always so fun pregame meals are always so fun um decorating locker rooms are so fun um anything that we get to do together mm-hmm. um and of course you know it's the coaches wives that they're the ones that are putting on the baby showers for the other mm-hmm. coaches wives and they're the other they're the ones and, and so um if one is sick you're the one taking them food and you're the one you, you become family. Mm. And like, we, we don't have any family here in Georgia. And so if I need something, I'm calling a coach's wife right. um, because they are our family. So those are just some of the, the fun things that we like to do and get to do as, as coaching coaches wives. What about for the players? I mean, and y'all, y'all are invested in, this is a ministry to them. What are some of the practical ways you connect with them? You know, one of my favorite things that we do is my husband, um, he's, you know, he's an assistant coach here and he always brings over every year. He brings over, you know, all the guys in his position and he goes around and he um, gives them a tour of the house and he always goes to the guest bedroom and he says, you know, if you guys ever need a place to stay, if you ever need a safe place to be, this is your room. Mm-hmm. This is it. And it never fails that they're walking around and we have a big canvas of our entire family. And one of them always asks, who, who is that? Because our oldest, you know, he's out of college now. He's married and has our first grandbaby. And um, 
they so they've never seen him and they mm-hmm. always ask who who is that coach and my husband always says uh he's one of them who took me up on this offer mm. and it and it and it's always such a powerful moment that they realize he he's 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 the real deal like mm-hmm. he's serious about that mm. and we are and so anytime that we can have them over to our house and be with our kids play with our kids let them know this is a home away from home even after they graduate that's what we want like my husband always talks about that he literally when he knows he's been a successful coach is when he gets the graduation. He knows he's been a successful coach when a graduation announcement. He knows he's a successful coach when, when he gets a marriage announcement. But he really knows he made a difference when he gets that first baby announcement. Mm-hmm. And so that's, we, we want to pour into them not just the four years we have them, but through their entire life. We, we want them to know that you will always be a part of our family. Wow. I love it. Okay. So how do you two stay connected during this, these seasons of life that you're in and the busy season at football? What's your tips and tricks for that? Oh, she's, oh, we, <laughs> um, I would say probably, um, we always go to FCA coach and family camp every year. And if anybody, if there's any coach and, and spouse and family who wants to connect as a coaching family, FCA camp will be the greatest time to build your marriage and your family as a coaching family. Mm. And, and I, I just, I, I'm telling you, it is truly a life changing week. And um, so we always do that at the beginning of the season And then this is something that, I don't know, probably year 10, um, we learned is the first weekend after the season is over, he takes me away to a bed and breakfast, and we just get away, and it's kind of like, hey, how have you been for six months? Right, Um, right. we, we, We book in the football season to with, with things that we look forward to and, and those are kind of yes we try to squeeze in you know a date on off weeks and I would love to say that we're those people that once a month we are faithful in that but the reality is we are just not mm-hmm. <laughs> right we have our things that we do we look forward to and we we do try to date as much as possible um but those two things are the biggest things that we do and we look forward to. Do you ever get downtime yourself? Oh, that is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, I will say, so last year, um, I'm, I'm going to give him props. Um, last year, he booked the hotel. It was supposed to be our week away or a weekend away after football season and um we go and we pull up to the hotel and he hands me the hotel room key and said i will be back to get you in 24 hours what <laughs> and i wow. was like, i'm sorry 
what? That's exactly what I said. That's incredible. I just think that you probably need this time by yourself more than just with me. And I could have cried. Mm. Um, I, I literally, it was next to a mall. I literally just walked around and it was the greatest thing ever. And I went back to my hotel room. I had just gotten a cupcake from the mall and I went up to my room and he had taken the Amazon fire stick and set up Netflix no. on the hotel. <laughs> I, was just, I just cried because I didn't realize how much I needed that. And I, yes. oh my gosh. Wow. So, no, we don't get much downtime, but that a year ago, I still remember that and, oh. and secretly hoping he wants to do that again. <laughs> He sounds amazing. That's awesome. That's incredible. That, that what a gift, what a gift that is being selfless and giving you your time. It's incredible. Okay. This is a tough question because it's hard to answer, but what do you, what would you say the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? I would say all of the people that the coaching life has brought into our world. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just, I I mean, they, we, we have really, like I said before, these coaching families, these coaching staff we've been a part of, they are family and that is the most rewarding aspect. And, and even now one of his former players is our son and, and, and that's, we, we like to say team is family and family is team. Mm. That is the most rewarding aspect is finding your family within football. Wow. Football is family to us. Yes. Yes. Love it. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. I think so. I think so. Go for it. What's the last book you've read? Okay. I know this is going to sound, but... I mean, it was the Bible this morning, um, but if that doesn't count, um, I just finished reading The Wedding Dress. So good. Okay. Like it, like it. So good. It's a fiction, it's a fiction book. So good. The Wedding Dress. So good. Okay. What's Coach Surprises You Walks in the Door with concert tickets? What would be printed on that ticket? Garth Brooks. Yes. I know. It's crazy. I've... I've heard he gives the best concerts and I've never been to Garth Brooks. Same. And so that's on my bucket list. Okay. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. What's the ugliest thing you own, Sarah? I can't think of what I, what I think is ugly, but I can definitely tell you that my husband thinks the ugliest thing I own are my Chacos or my Birkenstocks. He absolutely (laughs) hates both of those. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he would say those two things are the ugliest things that I own. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? You know what? I'm going to say Mother Teresa. Mm. I, 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 I studied about her in college and wow, she was absolutely amazing. She loved Jesus and people so well. 
I, I, I would say Mother Teresa. Like I'd it. like to have dinner with her. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to meal to cook? Um, I'm going to go with my chicken enchiladas. Okay, I like it. What sport can you beat Coach Roberts in? Horse and top golf. Both of Impressive. What's your go-to road <laughs> snack? Oh, people don't judge. Um, corn nuts. I know. It stinks up the car so much. But I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. <laughs> corn nuts it is. Corn nuts. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Oh, speed. I got places to go, people to see. <laughs> I need to. What would be your walk-up song? I'm going to go with, I love me some pink. She has some great anthems. I love me some pink. So I'm going to go with her, I think it's called Raise Your Glass. Yeah, there Raise you go. Glass. There you go. Yeah. But pink. Yeah, that's it. This Let's has go. been incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah, <laughs> for sharing with us. Oh, my word. I've laughed and I've cried. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Now keep up with Sarah on social media. Her Twitter handle is the best I've ever heard. Y'all go follow her at FCA Trophy Wife. Go listen to her podcast with her husband Huddle Up on iTunes. And you must get this book that I'm, I'm not getting anything off this book. It's a pure, just like recommendation from Chris Nurgle right now. I've never recommended anyone's book on my podcast. I'm doing it today. Just Ask, available on Amazon. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.